Hashtag free Mac and F has come to fruition and Ben Woodburn is on fire. What a fucking year this week has been. My name is Jarvey, and I'm joined this week by Simon, Cameron, Hammy, and Paddy. Together, we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. It's a, a full house for the first time in ages. Now, have you been avoiding me, Paddy? No, just get my teeth whitened. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I've not seen you since you go back to Turkey. The teeth are looking phenomenal. Multiple like trips a, to Turkey, aye. <laughs> like you a know, I'm a big Balotelli fan. Aye, getting the scouting, keeping the scouting going. Exactly. Uh, we will of course be discussing what's probably a, a top five game I presume we've ever seen at Tynecastle um, coming up but first I've got some uh, usual rubbish bits of news for you <laughs> to discuss first of all uh, but Cameron John Sewer's been called up for Scotland uh, are you nervous about it? No mainly because I'm guessing he doesn't actually play I think if he's been called up he's probably Last man in. Um, unfortunately, is, is Scott McKenna in the squad? Probably. I feel like, genuinely, and I mean this, I feel like if he is, he would probably get in before him, just based on the way Clark picks his team. But um, mm. no, nah, I think it's, it's a positive thing. It's, it's good to see him kind of get the credit he's, he's due. Right. He does deserve it. Eh? He does. You reckon even against Moldova, there's a, there's a chance. There's a chance he gets his game. I don't think, I think you'll see as little change as humanly possible to the team right. for Moldova because it's a massive game. You might see it change a wee bit versus Denmark, more so, even though that sounds weird because they're a better side. Yeah, I know what you mean. Fair enough. Uh, O'Donnell is still holding down that <laughs> right wing back spot. Um, is Patterson there? Yeah, Patterson's in the team. So you've got to think Patterson plays. Right. Better be. Fair enough. And uh, Craig Gordon, uh, not sure if you've seen this, Craig Gordon is just two caps away from becoming the most capped hearts player of all time, I believe. So he could achieve that over the next week. Pretty good. Uh, so we'd overtake Presley. Is that is that caps achieved while at hearts? Or total caps for anyone that's played for hearts? I, I, to be honest with you, I read a tweet. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but sounds about right. The broken heart podcast bringing that factual news as ever. <laughs> well, trust me, I've got some uh, some deep web stats for you coming up, but not on that one. <laughs> Are you investigating, Harry? I am. Carry on. Carry on. I was going to say that's uh, like some digging London Hearts or something. Maybe to find that one. It. Um, moving on. Um, we spoke a lot about Nandwili last week. Now we put a poll out just to see what the, the general thoughts was on him. Over 90% voted um, that Nandwili is not good enough to play for Hearts. Wow. <laughs> Seemed uh, a bit harsh, but it is what it is. Uh, but interestingly, Joel Sked posted uh, some stats that he'd won the most aerial duels in the league, which I thought was very surprising. We spoke last week that he was potentially better with his feet. Good feet for a big man. There you go. Good in there too. I yeah, but where did the, where did those balls go? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm sure he's bottom of the list for second balls one. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Andy Irvin last week uh, when we were getting all deep about needing a creative midfielder. All frustrated after our our draws and in defeat. Uh, so I done some digging as I was curious. Um, he started centre mid for. Um, Turkey Munich uh, uh, and he was played against Union Berlin in the cup looked like he'd done quite well looking at his stats however he's fell onto the bench and he's not even getting subbed on now um, his team sitting 14th in the German third division so I smell a return to Scottish football on the horizon a wee one year contract at Rafe Rovers perhaps watch this space um, but if, if he's got any comments on that are you surprised to see it not going so well Hammy? Eh uh... I, I've sort of tried to keep a bit of an eye on it. I know the club got a new manager and the new manager just doesn't seem to like him. And fair enough. Um, it's sort of gone the way I was... I, I, I sort of suspected he might get a move to another German club rather than come back to mm. Scotland. But if he's not even getting played, then... 
they'll, you know, it's a bit of a risk for a German club, whereas a Scottish club probably knows them more. They're more likely to pick them up. It's the whole thing was very, very weird though. So it is. It is. See what happens. Good luck to him. I feel like he was very much thrown under the bus by many people, Andy Irvin, when he left. He was a very good player for us in the championship at the end of the day. Um, Cameron, you've been keeping close tabs on young Ewan Henderson's career uh, down at Aloha. He scored again at the weekend. Is that 62 goals, is it? What's he at now? If you mean by close tabs, that means uh, I Google him every time I'm on this. Wikipedia currently says, Three games, nine goals. I've no idea if that's accurate, but um, <laughs> it's that's a, that's a lot of goals, and I still can't understand why we've only got two strikers in the squad and he's out on loan. But there you go. Well, we've got three now, like Benny Woodburn. <laughs> yeah, well, Anginelli, he was the one playing centre forward. Let's not forget. Um, aye, well, speaking of uh, young prospects who are who are out on loan or punted basically by the club, he cancelled out Callum Morrison's earlier goal for Falkirk. Failed winger, but excellently excellent striker, it seems. Maybe he could have done a job at us after all. Uh, Paddy, some incredible stuff this week. Aaron Hickey has been linked with AC Milan via Maldini. What is this? Well, he's a very good player, uh, Jarvis, so I'm not surprised. And plus, Italian clubs love buying off other Italian clubs, so I can see it happening. Italian clubs love to have about 40 fullbacks on their, in their squad, so... Hi, good for good on him. Plus, Paolo Maldini wasn't a bad player either. Hey, you would you would think he knows uh, his stuff and a good player when he sees one. Do you know being our our foreign correspondent, Paddy? You got any figures you could throw out there, knowing the internal Italian transfer market like the back of your hand? How much money are we talking? Well, I don't want to say the Italian league is corrupt, but <laughs> this will probably end up being some form of loan deal with some form of promised amount of money that should be paid that probably won't end up being paid. <laughs> Sounds very much like the transfer from Hearts to Bologna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know, he's only three league starts away from having as many league starts in Italy as he did for Hearts. I was going to say that, and he's got a goal more as well. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but Paddy, another one you've, you've not been happy about. Uh, Scotty Arfield off Rangers uh, has been linked either like with a potentially a loan in January or maybe a season end. A very similar arrangement, but Andy Halliday by the sounds of it, ironically, their best pals. With him falling kind of just out of order at the club. But you're very much against this. Why so? He's 33, and I would prefer to bring younger players in. And yeah, I don't want them. And I don't want any Rangers rejects anymore. They're about to go bust again as well. I don't want a bust club's reject. <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? I was going to have a wee defence to say he's a he's quite a decent player, but worth looking at. But I won't even bother. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen this, Cameron or Hammy, looking over at the wheat field, but I almost touched the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? Did you get your head on it? I had it was that close to me. I had my hands up in the air, but the ball just dipped to the boy in the seat behind me. I was so close to touching the ball. <laughs> no, <laughs> one day I'd have loved. I'd love to see you get tanned in the face. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a like a direct ping into the into the stand. It was a big looper. Um, hi, I'd like to see you get tanned in the face and all. And saying that, where we sit, much more likely. Fairness. Nah, you've you've got a much higher probability of touching the ball. I'd say it's very rare that is anywhere near me, middle of the wheatfields. Um, okay. By the way, um, Craig Gordon has received twenty three caps whilst a Hearts player, uh, and he has twenty nine in total which is three away from Stephen Presley, who has 32 caps total and also with hearts. So he needs a few more caps to beat Stephen Presley, but he is likely to surpass Andy Webster on 27. He'll also surpass Saulus Mikalunas, who got 27 caps for Lithuania. Well, I was hearts. about to say for Scotland. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would have taken him back then, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting, interesting. What about about Annie Niemi? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. He actually got three caps lost at Hearts, though. Did he, I was actually about to say that. Well, actually, he would have been playing for Finland. That's interesting. Cool. So that was the news and uh, all about how I almost touched the match ball. Over to you, Simon, for uh, quite a, a very entertaining game of football. I Usually we open this and we say, right, so Hearts played your usual blah, blah, blah. So we played the usual formation, but we had um, a bit of a change up top considering... And really has not really been working. And this is where I've really got to credit Robbie. He's identified that that's not working. And instead of sort of sticking with it and just thinking, well, he is the backup striker, let's just keep playing him. We'd, we'd essentially played the last three games when Andrelli in the squad, the, the last half of the Dundee game, when he came on, we were winning 1-0. Um, and we've we've not won a game since he would, he's played. So good. Um, I think Andrelli... Is better than we've seen, but I don't think he's good enough for Hearts. You are one of the ninety percent. <laughs> it's controversial opinions here at Broken Hearts. <laughs> but then um, when we seen the lineup, we all kind of thought it would be Ben Woodburn as a false nine, but actually it was it was Josh Janelli as the the out and out striker. He was playing as an out and out striker. He was he was fucking great. Um, I'm not sure how many assists he got. Was it just the one? Aye, just the just one. one. Yeah. Aye, but. He was running in behind all game. He looked absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, it was Craig Gordon in goals, as always. Kingsley, Suter, Halkett at the back three. Taylor Moore in a right wing back over Smith. Um, I know you were just saying, obviously, that's you think that's a good move and a permanent move that you would like to see going forward. I kind of agree. I think that position needs a bit of athleticism, and I think having him and Cochrane as the fullbacks just works absolutely brilliant for us. We just look so much better. Hearts are so dependent on the fullbacks being being able to deliver and get up and down those wings and it allows um, allows sort of Ben Woodburn to, to not really have to do his defensive duty, but it's great. Yeah. Um, and then it was Barry Mackay, Ben Woodburn and Josh Janelli. People calling for Woodburn to sort of maybe be dropped and maybe a bit unimpressed. I know we were talking about him only having, was it 10, 10 games for Hearts last week? Yeah. Saying that maybe he needs a bit more time to just settle in and not going to pass on the back too much, but we seem to be... <laughs> Seemed to be right about that as well. <laughs> we stoked his fire, perhaps. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so I, I thought um I thought we were absolutely brilliant. It was one of those games where when we went 2-0 up, I've I thought, right, this is another one of these games where we're gonna win two, three nil, just see it out. Um and when Dundee scored that first goal, it really, really, really made me anxious. And then when he scored their second goal as well, I thought, oh fucking one of these games. But Mm-hmm. Super impressed with how Hearts Hearts reacted to losing both the goals. Admittedly, the first goal is a bit of a fluke. It's it's luck. He's just taken a mm-hmm. shot. It's come off a defender. What are you going to do about it? But the way this Hearts team sort of reacts to adversity is really really promising. I think there's a good character this team that I've not seen at Hearts for a long time. Um, there seems to be a good squad together. And one thing I did notice is the last person to come back to the to the sort of when we score. And to sort of reset the formation for kickoff, Cami Devlin is always the last person with the goal scorer, sort of walking back to halfway line with him. I absolutely love Cami ADHD Devlin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually going to say this as well. That I've seen a couple of a handful of tweets saying that Cami Devlin has Rudy Scatchel levels to him. Now, obviously, Rudy Scatchel was a, a fucking goal machine, as the song goes, different type of player. But he is very much just quickly rising to that level of random, yeah. isn't it? It's the shit housery. It's the things he gets away with, and, and it's, he's the type of player that if you're playing against him, you play fucking can he stand him? And he's he's the typical. How is he no being booked? How is he no picked up a booking? And when he does pick up a booking, there's the way like ironic cheers. But it's true. How does he not get booked? Like he, he flies about the pitch full force, and although he's not really doing anything violent or anything, you just think with like the accumulation of being a wee nippy bastard, the ref would want to book him to maybe settle him down. But he seems to play it really well. He seems to not ever really draw too much attention for the ref. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even noticed right in front of us at the wheat field, the ball went out for a throw in a Dundee United throw in. He asked the ball boy to throw him the ball. 
which the ball boy did, then he let it go. And then the United <laughs> players chasing a, a bit two balls, one's on the pitch. Cammy Devlin's just walking backwards with a big shitty and grin on his face. And it's just I, relentless, eh, for 90 I, minutes. That's the thing. How does he have so much energy? He must have ADHD. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Absolute hero. Um, Simon, that there's so much to go through in this game, but maybe Aye. best to go through this in chronological order of goals, because on goals alone, they'll probably wrap up this podcast for an hour. Um, but Craig Gordon very early on made a wonder save when it was nil-nil, the one where it took a nick off Kingsley. And that was one of, what, three, maybe even four wonder saves again? Aye. Um, it, like, he, I know we keep saying it almost every single week, but he genuinely has a difference between us pushing pushing towards Europe and us finishing the bottom six because the chances that, that he's pulling at the bag, the save, sorry, that he's pulling at the bag are genuine goal-scoring chances. They're not just like, I mean, Craig Gordon is a TV save man. We all know it, but <laughs> yeah, um, but these are genuine like game-changing saves. So I just, I love him, man. We, we seen him in the plaza beforehand and I was going to get him to sign my sticker. <laughs> <laughs> you take the sticker of movie in your wallet? Everywhere I go. You've got to be carrying a picture of Craig Gordon. <laughs> oh, that's tremendous batter. Aye. Uh, so I was going to get him to sign it, but then I didn't have a pen and I thought, right, fair enough, if I woke up with a sticker and a pen and go, as a 30-year-old man and go, oh, hi, Craig, can you please uh, sign, my, sign my sticker? He might, like, judge me a bit, but at least then I could just fuck off, right? I've got to then... I've got to then ask people for a pen to then yeah. get Craig Gordon to sign my sticker. <laughs> I will get it. I might message him on Instagram. I mean, he'll probably ignore it, but at least I can I can harass him a wee bit and just be like, yeah, send him loads of photos. You could post your sticker to the club. Aye. Please. And get it signed and send back to you. Because if I get that signed, that's getting laminated. Oh, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, I was going to go and pick up uh, Daughter's First Hearts kit this week and I was going to get Devlin on the back, but I may actually buy her a goalie top. Uh, no, 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 no. Ben Woodburn, you, you said. You need to get Ben Woodburn on the back. <laughs> for, for the listeners, Nick texted into our chat saying, if Ben Woodburn scores and Hearts win, I will get my daughter a Ben Woodburn kit. It just seems a bit shit because he's just a lone and we, we want to have him next season. <laughs> you shouldn't have said it then. If, if he was a permanent player, I wouldn't have a problem, but it just seems a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just turn it upside down and put Benny on the bottom. So when she gets a bit older, you just cut, cut the yeah. neck out and it's a Benny top. That's true. Rip some of the letters off. Aye. Fine. Done. Um, right, the first goal, Simon. Um, Cam Devlin with the assist. Uh, played out wide to Woodburn. Um, although it was a bit of a mistake from the keeper letting it go under him. Yeah. Aye, it was a good move from Hearts. We we um, countered quite well, got the ball into Devlin, and he has got a good eye for a pass. He's getting more comfortable in that final third. Um, played a ball through to Woodburn. He took him a wee bit wide, but it was really the only ball he could play. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you just this was the problem with Hearts. We just weren't t- taking enough shots, and it shows you that if you just get a shot on target, it can go in. And mm. the perfect example for that, just hit it hard and low, see what happens. Hit it hard, low, get it on target, and hopefully it'll go in. Exactly. That was the 22nd minute. And just three minutes later, um, Ginelli lofted a ball um, across goal over the defenders to find a free Alex Cochran um, at the back post who volleyed it home. That was really nicely taken. Yeah, there was a few a few chances that um, we missed and the, the ball was sort of pinging about the box. I think it was, was it Barry McKay who had a block shot? Um, yeah. and Ginelli does really well he's at the he's at the, the byline and he looks up and he sees Cochrane coming in and he finds finds him an absolutely brilliant crossover it just yeah. meets him in his stride and it, Cochrane can line it up got a fucking brilliant contact on it and boy is Alex Cochrane becoming one of my favourite players yeah a lot of people have been jumping on the uh, the Alex Cochrane I was going to say bandwagon I think we call them trains around here Um <laughs> Since that game, just cause, mainly because he scored, but we've been singing his praises for for months. We liked Alex Cochran before it was cool. Um, <laughs> he's great. His his energy levels is is um. He, I don't not that I can remember. I don't think he really makes any mistakes. Which you'd be thinking for a young player who's not really played any first team football, that would be the thing that you would be looking at. Eyes, ah, he's athletic and he's talented, but he's is mentally maybe a bit a bit mistake prone. But honestly, he's fucking brilliant. He is absolutely phenomenal. 
Yeah. I've seen uh, I saw a few Brighton supporters on tw- on Twitter. They seem to be taking notice now. Um that they were saying they're quite confident that he'll be at Brighton next season. I mean, if he performs at this level, I doubt he'll come back to Hearts on loan. They'll probably find like a, a maybe what's deemed a higher level for him to then test that out because was yeah. he twi- he's still early twenties, so they'll Rangers probably put... in League Two. How will they get there, Paddy? The best way I saw it described was that Brighton just gave him a one-year contract, then put him out on loan. And they were saying, why would the club do that if they intended on just letting him go at the end of that one-year contract? So yeah. they're they're like pretty guaranteeing that you know he's going to get offered another year. And yeah, you might see him at a Championship club in England or something next year. Yeah, that that speaks as like uh, this is a this is you go and prove that you're going to get a, another contract plus, mm-hmm. unless we win the league, guaranteed championship. <laughs> yeah, and we'll offer a wee tidy and sign Roberto Carlos, hey. <laughs> <laughs> or offer a cool like two or three million to Brighton. There you go, get him in, and he's playing for Hearts Champions League. Um, <laughs> if only. Craig Gordon made a, another wonder save a short while later, Simon, uh, to Charlie Mulgrew, kind of free kick, and there was a close-range header. Aye, and he, he tipped it over the bar, and just another... We had such a good angle on it from where we sit as well, it kind of just looks like nothing, and then you see Craig flying out of nowhere and, and <laughs> tipping it out round. It, yeah, every time. Every week he, he makes absolute wonder saves, and yeah. I don't want to sort of dismiss it as like as something that happens that we should just take for granted, but he does it all the time. Like we kind of expect it for Craig. If Craig didn't do it, we'd be disappointed. That's how good he is. Yeah, he's unbelievable. No, you kind of just run out of praise for him. Eh? Like, what more can we say at this point? Um, Cameron Hammy, the, the the Ryan Edwards goal. What the fuck happened here? <laughs> it's that's a really poor goal to lose. You sort of see what Kingsley's trying to do. He, he wants to nip it where he's hid round the post, but he needs to just be getting his body in front of that shot and, you know, taking one for the team. And even I've been watching Gordon and Gordon seems to stop his dive because he thinks, you know, Kingsley's got it as well. And it's just, just a right annoying goal to lose, especially if he's so far out for a centre-back. It's, uh, it's not quite Ali Mostert, but... Yeah. It's nowhere near Ali Mostert. No. Nah. No, but I it's just like a catalogue of errors from a couple of usually reliable players. Uh, I was very shook when it went in. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, how has that happened? And everyone around me was the same, just like, what is going on? Cameron, did, did it look like it took a deflection from your side? Or did you think it was a, an absolute wonder goal? Oh, no. Uh, one minute, we were winning 2-0, and then it was in the back of the net. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I've not watched it back and couldn't really tell you anything about it. I'll tell you this, it was a very long way out. Aye, that's why I feel it's harsh. I saw some people saying he was given far too much space. Like, he was about 38 yards from goal. Ah, you're never expecting... I mean, obviously, you should be closing people down, and especially when they sort of shape up to shoot, but yeah, he was fucking miles away. Yeah, I just think that goal's just one of those things. Like, if Craig Gordon's not saving it, no one's saving it either. You know, the <laughs> deflections happen. So, um, but I, Simon, it, it was all all very comfortable. But then two one, and the nerves were still there, leading into half time. Yeah, I especially with um, most people's last um, Hearts game would have been Dundee. Mm. Um, it, it did have very similar feeling that we were obviously the better team, but it, it only one goal up. Like what happened with Dundee, it, it can change very quickly, and it changes atmosphere very quickly, and. It happened with the with their second goal as well that we'll we'll get onto, but it does just sort of pull the atmosphere out a bit, and I'm sure the players realise that. So credit to them for not letting it affect the, the way they were playing, and I was really impressed impressed by the way they, they bounced back after we did concede. Yeah, I, I was still fair buzzed by the performance at halftime, and I was hoping that nothing changed. You know, yeah. the, the Dundee game, I can't remember now, but I was desperate for someone to go off at halftime. Probably Ben Woodburn. Being Woodburn came off at half time that game, yeah. Um, but I was buzzing and looking forward to the second half. And we'd had 60% at half time, we had nine shots, five on target, which was the buy or sell line. Um, done in a half. And interestingly, here's a, a new stat for you all nine of our shots were from inside the box, according to a certain stats app. 
It's interesting. Uh, into the second half, 50th minute from a Barry Mackay corner. Uh, Halkett headed it back across goal. Kind of Moore kind of chested it down. I'll give them a half an assist point each. And Ben Woodburn neatly controlled or kind of finished it from just outside the box or just inside the box. It was it was sort of a, a, a half layoff by Taylor Moore. Like he tried to control it, realised Ben Woodburn was mm. was coming in to strike it, so mm. got out of the way. Um, I thought it was a great finish for for the angle if he if he's meant that, yeah. um, which I think he would have. Um, I an absolutely tremendous finish to 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 guide it through those bodies into that area. And mm-hmm. I, I thought when we went three one up, I thought right, we're good here. This is this is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then Simon, sixty <laughs> second minute, so many bloody goals. Uh, it was quite poor defending, really. Dundee United counter attack from nowhere. Ball came over to Nicky Clark at the back post. Like, what happened? The count. It was a great goal. They countered really well. They executed the um, their passing. They played it all the way out to the right from the left. Then they played it all the way back across the box. Parts defence was pulled one way, then pulled the other. And hey, sometimes you just got to give it to them. They scored a fucking great goal. Hey, that's it. The, there was one player potentially at fault for it for not tracking his man back. But I won't say anything because it's quite like to see him play against Moldova on Friday night. The funniest moment of the match, the famous image of Cammy Devlin getting strangled for being a cheeky wee shit, as usual. Um, d- did you see the John Suter clipping Harkins with his elbow? No, I've not seen it back now. Uh, no. uh, I watched, I've seen a, a wee... I don't think he's he's his eyes are completely on the bonnet. It looks like it's just the way yeah. he jumps. It just it, uh, there's no malice in it at all, and I don't think the suitor's that type of player anyway. Um, no. So yeah, it's exactly. just a bad coming together that happens. A lot of rattled Dundee United fans on Twitter saying it should have been a red. Absolutely no chance for reasons you've just said. Um, it, it is difficult when when you go up for a header, you put your elbow up. Because you know everyone else is putting their elbows up. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's you're gonna get hit or hit them. And you to be honest, I'd rather I fucking hit them if I'm if I'm jumping for a ball. You're putting your elbows up to protect yourself, and I maybe you think, well, if I hit them, it's not the worst thing. Mm-hmm. Um but during that dead ball while Harkins was getting treatment, six <laughs> foot five. Ryan Edwards put his arms, his hands around Cammy Devlin's throat. Aye. I asked Cammy Devlin what he said to him. So Did you message that, him? I was hoping for that um, exclusive scoop, but they refused to comment, unfortunately. Aye. They'll, they'll obviously do nothing about that as well, because then they'd have to look back at the, the one at Ibrox, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. My referees are meant to take a Polaroid off the moment and make their judgment calls. That's what they say. And you've seen the fucking picture. And if it comes down to that, how's it no red card? Exactly. Know. But it was hilarious. It's the wee hand on the back for me. <laughs> hand on his back. Like de- it's almost like Devon's been like, so how's things going on? And he's genuinely <laughs> shook that that's the reaction he's got. It's obviously not what he was fucking saying. But... <laughs> We've all been there. Three o'clock in the morning. Grass market. <laughs> all been on either either end of that. Um, where are we? Where are we on goals? Um, so that was 3-1 after that corner. Uh, sorry, that went 3-2 there. And I, the nerves were back again. We were going, surely no, surely no. Um, 76 minute, Simon. Uh, Alex Cochran with the free kick, I believe. Um, finding Kingsley at the back post to settle all our nerves. Aye. So I had, um, at this point, I had um, hearts to win. More than nine corners, more goals in the second half, and Halkett to score any time. I thought it was Halkett that scored. Ten, I was going to get me five hundred and eighty quid. Oh, it was Kingsley. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you were at the toilet? I missed the goal as well. <laughs> oh, did Cameron tell you it was Halkett? No, no, we didn't know. So that was the the first miss for a piss. Oh dear. Aye. 
You've got to get your bladders in line with three o'clock kickoffs. Well, when I was so the toilet's right close to us, so you can just sprint and get back because you didn't wash your hands, eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, and then me and Cameron feed each other pies. <laughs> uh, aye, so I seen two players down, and like the medical staff were getting off the bench to obviously go give treatment. So I thought, all right, well, they're obviously going to be wasting time a bit here. We're three two up. It's it's a time that you would waste time if you weren't injured. You'd just lie about for a bit and let get treatment or whatever. Let everyone have a break. Nah, I was taking a piss and all I heard was yeah. I was like, oh fuck. Yeah. Well, that that was the biggie. That was the one where you thought, oh, we've actually won this now. <laughs> Aye. When that went in, it was great. And then uh, yeah, I think as soon as they scored their second goal, we really took control of the game. We we didn't give them an inch. They they obviously had moments that. The, that they were going to try and break forward, but I think we controlled that last like half hour, twenty minutes, really, really well, and and just put them to the sword. And I think showed that we are a really good team, like, and we can we can enjoy it while it lasts. Mm-hmm. Like, we were just relentless, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like Cameron, get yourself off mute now. The eighty-six minute GMS <laughs> turns. He looks up. Who's there? Hey, hey, hey! Don't even say that. He wins the ball back. Aye, right, he wins right. the ball back. GMS what a ball it was as well, then, please. Turns around, who's that? Aaron McInef. Would you believe your eyes, Cameron? How did you feel? Um, Simon grabbed me, threw me around like a rag doll. Um, <laughs> I then stood rubbing my eyes for a while and convinced myself that that didn't happen. And then I realised it was it was him and it was, it was a beautiful finish. Uh, it was... Delightful, eh? The chip. Superb. What's your thoughts, Cameron? He was kind of playing that left off the striker role. Jinky could secure himself a position up there rather than taking Benny or Devlin's spot. I've I've said it on here before. I've I I don't think I've seen him play really poorly for Hearts at any point. He's always looked like he's put the effort and he's created and he goes like his willingness to go forward is. It's something I think you want in around the squad. It's just always surprised me that he was, you know, completely out of contention, it looks like, at points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he's done everything he can. He's come on and, and proved what he's capable of. It's, it's whether or not we want to change from a system that we play and a system that's working, and I, I doubt it is. Um, but it's really nice to know that, you know, when called upon, he can do it. Hey, I, thought so his, I thought his goal was the best one out of the five, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, very, very continental. The goal. It's a brilliant finish. To, to if you think about, it, he's what he's maybe been on the park. How long had he been on? Let me check. But if you think about, it, he's not played football. When was the last time Aaron McInniff even got a minute for Hearts? What Simon? Something I prepared earlier. Brilliant. Only it's only played one hundred and twenty-four minutes in all competitions this season. Nice. And only, only thirty-four in the league. However, he has scored two goals. So nice. justice has been served. So he came on in the 82nd minute. So he'd only been on the park for four minutes. I don't even know if he touched the ball. But to, to keep your composure there and, and to finish like that, I think he's quality. And if he, if he can find a slot in this formation, it probably is that left wing position because I can't see him playing at centre mid. I think, rightly so, there's no chance he's getting in at centre mid. Mm-hmm. So I do think if he can if he can find a slot there as like a, a rotational left winger and an occasional centre mid when we need them, I think he's a brilliant squad player to have. I, I do wonder though if there's no if we are looking to you know to challenge as far as we can, and there's games where actually I think Hamid mentioned it last week. If there's games where we don't want to sit with two holding midfielders, he gives you something going forward that you know Benny as much as we love him will not shoot. Like he, he does not shoot anywhere near the box. And, mm-hmm. and that is a difference if you're putting McInef in the squad. So it, it might be something that we look at in different game scenarios. Mm-hmm. Here, here's an interesting take from, um, from one of our listeners that messaged us. He said, why not play Peter Haring and then allow Devlin and Benny to play further up the pitch? It's an interesting take on it, if anything. But I don't think... I mean, that, that's what I was just kind of alluding to. I, I don't think that's what Benny's good at. Like, when you see him around the box, he wants to pass the ball. And I think that the only purpose of having Harden in there and having him go forward is a guy who's going to, you know, take a chance. The one thing Benny doesn't do is strike it. 
Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Hammy, uh, Peter Haring's contract's up at the end of the season. Along with most of the squads. Along with most of the squads, I know. What's your thoughts on Haring? Can you see him going out the door in the summer? Um, Yeah, probably. I'd, um, if I'm honest with you, I'd sort of forgot about him a little bit. Just mm. it's just tough to get into the squad at the moment, which is which is great. Um, he's a great player to have to call upon, though. So um, if he wants to stay to sit on the bench, then fine. Because um, mm-hmm. he does, he does a hell of a lot of warming up every week. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping himself fit just in case. Like Devlin will no doubt, uh, Devlin and Beningame will no doubt pick up a suspension with too many yellow cards coming up. <laughs> so true. he's going to be needed soon, sooner rather than later, I would imagine. Um, mm-hmm. So he's a good option to have and he'll slot in there very well, but I wouldn't start him ahead of either of them at the moment. Yeah. Fair and then going forward, they're going to be, I would love, love to think that they'll be here next season. Um, mm-hmm. so it, again it's hard but he's that's not to say he's a bad player or anything he's just Rangers will give like half a mil for one of them and sit on the bench for the next three years again <laughs> <laughs> that's what's happening eh? yeah working their way back up through the leagues <laughs> <laughs> just to, to wrap up some thoughts on the game it's just so nice how it almost feels everyone's destined to score you know like Janelli got a goal what was it against St. Johnson? Ginelli was on the score sheet, but he just seemed so desperate to get a goal and he was angry and frustrated when he went off. But how good was his ovation, by the way? Uh, Everyone looks like they want to be in the squad. Like People look like they want to be playing um, and that's really all you can ask for your subs when you come on to to sort of put in the effort. I mean, I know Nant really didn't play great the games that he did start, but I didn't think his effort was, there was anything wrong with his effort. I think it's maybe the the sort of roughness and the talent that's maybe yeah. holding him back. Right. Maybe this is Janelli just getting fully fit in Matt Sharp for the first time as well here, because let's not forget how pampered it was for him all through last year, and he's finally there. Um, he, looked, he looked knackered when he went off, like properly Aye. burst. He was. Yeah. I think he had the chance before. He was cutting into the box and he was just deading his feet he couldn't do Aye. anything and he could barely pass the ball mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I think you're right Jarvie I would give everything uh, good um, full time 55% possession 22 shots 12 shots on target um, and again with that inside the box that it was 20 out of 22 shots from inside the box yes yeah. Um, Robbie Nielsen said after the game that he was delighted with the performance of course he was um, he said the goals and how entertaining it all was um, he was however disappointed with the goals conceded naturally um, I like this bit he said I asked the boys to go out and pass the ball and that's what they've done good I'm glad he's doing a better job than he tells us because if I just heard what Robbie Nielsen said I think he's a fucking idiot but he seems <laughs> to be doing alright <laughs> he speaks in riddles or just makes things so vague, like aye, when you read it. But to aye, be fair, aye. imagine actually having to speak to these people every fucking day. Aye, exactly. <laughs> and it's the same questions aye. from like 15 different people as well. You just aye. get fucking bored of that shit. Aye. Mm-hmm. Right, here's something else I prepared for you. And this is called, can you tell I'm on paternity leave and don't know what to do with myself when my baby's in bed? <laughs> I, I can by the length of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we started late, remember. It's not the hour mark yet. After the weekend's action, that sees us in third, three points clear of Dundee United and just two behind Celtic in second, six behind Rangers. Uh, on 24 points now, we have one more point than we did when the league was called off with COVID after 30 games. How unbelievable is that? So... We are averaging 1.8 points a game. He times that by 38 games for a full season, and that gives us 68.4 points. We round that down to 68 points, and that would see us finish third based on all recent seasons back to Rangers coming back up through the divisions. Got to be the bare minimum then. Yeah. Still, it doesn't seem like it feels like we've been on a right good run. Quite disappointed to see that the average wouldn't see us like second but it's actually closer to fourth than second if you know what I mean 
because Rangers and Celtic, they just completely just throw all, all averages out because they're just so far ahead of everyone usually, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. So this was, wouldn't, wouldn't he be complaining? We just got promoted, finished third. You'd be happy with that at the end of the day? Oh, I mean, I... everybody guessed, apart from me, I thought we'd win it, but everybody guessed <laughs> bottom half of the table, so... Nah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I said fifth, actually. But yeah, Paddy, that was uh, the second highest, I think. These three negative Nancys. Um, good. Well, that was the game all wrapped up in that. Um, over to some more negative Nancys. Hammy, Jumbles, kick back. Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. So, after last week where the team couldn't play without Boyce, now they can play without Boyce? One poster says, after today's brilliant performance, will Liam Boyce start the next match v Motherwell, even if he's fit? Plus, who would you drop if he does start? Personally, I wouldn't start him. Another one says, I said in another thread it feels like we've scored more goals from open play today than any other league match combined this season. That sentence doesn't actually make sense, but I kept Wait, it, wait, uh, it feels like... <laughs> Do that again. <laughs> wait a minute, it feels like we scored more goals from open play. We scored five, of course it was more. <laughs> 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 so he goes on to say, we should keep this lineup. We romped it today like no other. Don't want to risk that for anything. Um, again, another one um, agrees, says, need to stick with today's front three. Love Boise, but you can't drop anyone off the back of a performance like that. Obviously, talking about Mackay, Woodburn and Ginelli. Um, None of our first front three get dropped just because Boyce has scored more. We need that same 11 starting. If he impresses now, if he impresses in training, then so be it. But he doesn't get to walk back in. Notorious for slowing down attacks and bad decision making. Oh, here we go. Fucking hell. (laughs) Kickback is. Oh, Jesus. Wait wait for it. It Um, Boyce needs to wait for his chance now. Another one says, the simple answer is no. Um, We've just scored five, played some great football and knocked out the best display for a good wee while. Why should Boyce have the divine right to stroll back into a starting place? With somebody replying, um, stroll being the operative word. There is nothing sharp or energetic about his play, hence the reason I think we don't score enough from open play when he's in the team. With somebody else just calling him Boyce bench warmer. Um, another one says it's difficult to see how Boyce would fit in even as a sub to yesterday's team when Mac and F came on there was no change in the style or tempo so Boyce doesn't even make the, the matchday squad for that man <laughs> and another one just to, to finish off him everything is too tippy tappy with Boyce takes the momentum out of our attacking play in my opinion so um, aye I think now, and I I remember I put it in the group chat as a wee bit of a joke, but I would did say like, does boys get back in this team? Um, and I think it's a good discussion to have. I don't quite think boys is all of a sudden terrible as he's been made out there. Um, but we did we we did look really good. So maybe maybe we just look at it as that it's nice to have options. Hi. It's a good problem to have, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there are quite a lot of fickle fans out there, aren't there? <laughs> oh, on that point as well, um, Jarvis, I know you mentioned it to me. There was a lot of people saying with that starting eleven, we should keep Moore in the team as well. Now, a yeah. lot of Hearts fans have had, you know, a beef with Michael Smith all season, um, so it's it's not obviously it's not um, unexpected. But Moore, again, Moore had a great game. So, how many? I wonder of these people. Who now don't want boys in the squad were happy with that lineup when they seen it before the game. <laughs> yeah, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bet on none of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've got a very busy schedule coming up, especially in December. Can't remember how many games, but they're going to be thick and fast, and it's going to be nice to have that option. Like you've seen what Ginelli can do playing as a centre forward, as link up play, and you've got boys. They'll probably be going game a bit for a period of time. But if not, in the meantime, it should just be doggy dog with those front three, Woodburn, 
Ginelli and Barry Mackay. Would you agree that Barry Mackay is probably the, the weaker of those three? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that's fair. Yeah, I'm not sure that's completely fair and that the two of them much more likely to go and play up top than, than Barry Mackay. So I think he does a lot more of that work kind of behind that they might not do if they were in that forward role. Yeah, I, I just think you've seen Ginelli can play on both wings and if it's just based purely on current form and you want Boyce in that team, you go, Woodburn stays on the left, Boyce goes back in the middle and Ginelli goes out on the right and you drop Mackay and you see how that goes. But again, it's a nice options thing. You know, Mackay's not a bad player, it's just that Ginelli and Woodburn both had like 9 out of 10 performances, you know what I mean? And Mackay was maybe a 7. He was maybe our weakest player on the park. He didn't come to deliver too much at the weekend. What a difference a week makes, though, because Woodburn <laughs> was the number one target for every kickback last week. He was. I know. He really he's, was. Uh, all these players should have been dropped last week, and now it's boys who should get dropped. And... <laughs> so the question is, Jarvis, who are you going to talk about on kickback next week? <laughs> <laughs> who am I going to talk about? Well, Hamish just mentioned that they're a bit more starting, uh, and I can... <laughs> I completely agree. I, I don't think, I mean, in, in preparation of the pod, um, I ran out of time because of a, a certain baby. But I did want to look back at when Moore was in the team, we were on a winning run. He went back out and we started drawing again and that's him back in. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I think his range of passing is phenomenal and he's always looking ahead. I think he's quite quietly going under the radar as being a, a very good Attacking threat from the right. Leave him in. So basically, I'll, I'll be on kickback talking about Michael Smith. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking shy. <laughs> He's got another 150 games in him, though. He does. <laughs> yeah. The right centre back. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I think he still reads the game well. He's never been a wing back, though. Exactly. Completely, right different pos- completely different position to a right back. Mm-hmm. Get suited in the middle and get Halkett out of that team. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, Halkett had a, a good, nice, quiet, steady game at the weekend. That you then, Hammy? Boyce, Boyce out. Boyce out. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Hammy. Uh, Cameron. Over to you for buy or sell. So, another week in buy or sell and another set of scores to update you on. Um, not pretty reading if you were negative this week. If you it. decided to do a nil-nil draw or something. Uh, <laughs> for the rest of you gents, uh, not a bad week, not a bad week. Um, so let's run through it. Our first one from last week was Hearts to Win. Well, that came in. Everybody bought it. Except Hammy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't, I, like, reading that back's even worse than it was at the time. But there you <laughs> oh, go. Oh, dear. Um, Liam Boyce, the return and score. Um, everybody sold it except Paddy, and actually both the Twitter and Instagram communities bought it as well. So, uh, you you in with the internet folk, Paddy, you were all wrong. Um, <laughs> over 4.5 shots on target. As Jarvis alluded to, we had loads, so now that came in. Um, everybody bought that again except Hammy. <laughs> and, and then the last one was Craig Gordon to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> Obviously, he didn't. So, um, you're all right, Hammy. You didn't buy that one. That's your one point there. There you go. There you go. So, Is that a win, though, Hammy? Is that a win? <laughs> so, there you go, Hammy with one. Um, Jarvis, Instagram, and Paddy with two. Um, myself, Simon, and the good people at Twitter who continually score with three. And what that leaves us on for our running totals is Simon on 26, but now not last on his own as he joins Paddy and Instagram. <laughs> and up to 27 for Hammy, who has slipped back from like joint lead a few weeks ago. <sighs> Then in second joint is myself and Jarvie on 28. And then we're still well behind Twitter on 33 and making no inroads. So there you go. Um, yeah, looking towards next week, the Scotland game. So 
one not really for points but just a bit of fun let's, let's do a bit of buy sell on the, the international break weekend so first of all I thought I'd give you a chance to maybe you know go with your similar feelings as last week Hammy Craig Gordon to keep a clean sheet versus Moldova bye bye yeah, bye <laughs> bye <laughs> oh there he is um, all right um, the next one oh, I'm also going to buy that because we're winning four or five nothing um, next one is Scotland to win both games oh bye sell sell just sell. no I, if it's fun if this is just for fun I'm going to buy it <laughs> even Definitely for fun buy. I'm going to sell it <laughs> you look foolish <laughs> to nobody but us I'm, I'm going to buy because we're going to beat Denmark and get beat off Moldova. Oh, I would go to sell. <laughs> so, so that's a sell. All right, sorry, sell. <laughs> um, I, I mean, we've covered it, but I, get, what I was going to follow up with was Scotland to qualify. I just thought you would sell that first one. So um, we all bought Scotland to qualify as well. Well done, gents. Right. Congratulations. We're, well, not qualify. We're in the playoffs. Um, we'll follow that up next year. And then the... Final one of the three. Um, I thought bring it back hearts related. Uh, does anybody think John Suter gets any minutes? Bye. Bye. So I'll buy it. Just the, I think the game against Moldova I could actually go on. I am also going to sell it. Um, I just think we'll probably stick with what is known within the setup, but not on not on talent, just on on where we are as a as a squad. Steve Clark and his boys. Aye, well, to be fair, it's not failed us in qualifying yet, so let's continue <laughs> as we mean to go on. So, um, with that, I will follow up and I'll come back with a meaningful buy-sell in a couple weeks' time. Good. Or a week's time. Something like that. Sometime. Some point yeah. in the future. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to have a break next week and come back in two weeks' time, so we'll speak to you after... The Motherwell game. Motherwell away, after that game. Um, good. Well, if you want to play along for fun, it's a, it's a really good good laugh. You can do so on social media still. Uh, Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. Send us an email, heartspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. If you're listening through Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave us a nice review, five stars, or even just spread the good word. So... Until next time, unlike Simon going to the toilet during a game, keep washing your hands for the hearts, and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.